Take the money and run. We are live. Coming here with a brand new Stir the Pod. Podcast show. I'm your host, Trevor, and tonight we are joined by Andy. Andy, how you doing tonight? What up, what up? And we're also joined by Rooster himself. Rooster, how you doing tonight? Yo, yo, yo. Minute episode. Keep your attention for all 90 minutes, but I think overall there were a lot of good moments. There was probably about seven or eight people that kind of carried the whole episode. A lot of people fell into the background, but I think overall it was just, it was a solid episode too. Yeah, and I don't know if this episode was, let's say, episode eight. Do we think this would have been a good episode still? Or are we still kind of in that um, honeymoon phase of the challenge being back, would you guys say? I think it may have been even a better episode if it was an episode eight. I agree. Because, because sometimes the episode eights, they're like tough to get to the – tough to last through 90 minutes. Yeah, but I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm asking are we thinking – this episode was that good? Or are we still kind of in that honeymoon phase? I think you're both right. I think this as episode eight makes for a good episode eight, but I do still feel like we're very much in the honeymoon phase. Yes. I think both things can be true. So honestly, I'm not mad about it because think about this too. If they came out throwing heat in EP two, then what are the chances they're going to be able to keep that up again? Like we're still in a place where they could pump out shit right now and we would still enjoy it. So exactly. I'm fine with mediocrity right now in hopes that they still got their fastball coming later in the season. Yeah. Mikey the Doctor giving it an 8.8 out of 10. Pretty high ranking, I'm not going to lie. Love by you. Love to see you back here as well. So let's dive right into the recap show. Uh, I think the best way we should start this is we're back, baby, with the streak. Alex. Take it away. I mean, this was your baby. I think you found two seasons ago, last season. Correct me if I, I'm wrong. Yeah, I think I think I I I picked up on it two seasons ago, mid season. So we were able to track it all of last season. Uh, basically, what the streak is for any of our new listeners is we noticed that in the challenge, episode to episode, the winner of the last elimination is always the first person, or in this case, team to show up to the house the next episode. It's just a given. So obviously episode one, you don't get that. Uh, episode one winners were Devin and Tori. Sure enough, the first team to walk into the house EP2 was Devin and Tori. It's just classic. It. I mean, we joke around about it all season long. I'm sure next week we're going to bring it up again if it continues. It's just like a classic. Now we know the episode started because we see the team from last week. We kind of remember what happened last week. And we just kind of keep track on it all week all, or all season. I think last season we maybe had a, a, a break in the streak. I think they might've gone like 10 episodes and then something weird kind of ended it. And then we picked it back up again, but it ha it's like, it has like a 93% hit rate, I would say. So do you think, and I think we've brought this up before, let's just say, 
let's just say Alex and Andy are partners and they win the elimination. And let's just say they're like the fourth team about to walk in the house. Do you think, you know, production just like everybody stop, 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 stop. VIP coming here. Here they come. Let's get a, a quick shot. You think that's what happens? I think it has to be. Oh yeah. Whenever they get off the bus, whatever transportation they're taking, they're saying, all right, you guys go first. Everyone else follows. That's all. That's so smirks. So awesome. So, so, so- I was Go just going to say for, for any of the listeners and for us too, that means we have to keep track of uh, Horatio and Olivia walking into the house first next week. Yes, Horcrux and Olivia. Good for them. So <laughs> after that, we get a little bananas and naughty back in the house. And I want to foreshadow just a little bit, but how are they just dominating this house already? Like it is unbelievable how one team can come into the game and have that much power out of the gate. Uh, and we'll, we'll lead into it. But um, it is unbelievable. Has has there been a team in recent years that has flipped the game that drastic? I, I Now, the classic bananas that I think of is Battle of the Exes 2 when Wes had all the power and he comes back in and it's just, you know. Flipped. Why the red face? It was Banani. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, people forget. It was Banani. But – has there have has there been a moment in recent seasons that we've brought someone back and it's been that drastic of a change? I don't think so. Not that, that I, not that I can remember. That's a good question. The one that does come to my mind, and this doesn't really touch what we saw tonight, uh, and the season itself was pretty bad. Was you guys remember back in the time machine when? Abe and his brother showed up on Bloodlines. That was a pretty big shakeup because at the time, Aro was fooling around with what's his face, Steven or Tom Thomas, and then they were, you know, uh, what what was the, the the terminology they used in the back of the bus? Um, they 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 started with that, and then they bring in this fucking like lunatic who lost his mind at the reunion show or whatever. Like that was in my mind. I, I think of like you bring back a heavy hitter, a big name, and he just like changes the house, changes the alliances, all that. Well, Adam Meadows brings up a good point. I mean, last season though, Ed from the Circle. I mean, it's that me. was a big shakeup. But I think me and Andy were all over that, and Alex was not a fan of Ed from the Circle. But Ed was awesome. God, he was Philly guy. Wait, Ed from the did- Circle. Didn't Ed make a rap with Jay and somebody else? I think the I think the name of the song was Rolex on my dick. Oh yeah, we we definitely did play that before. Um, God, maybe maybe if we have time at the end of the show, we'll uh, we'll do an outro of that uh, tonight. So we get Bananas and Naughty back in the house. You know, Bananas talking to some of the other guys, Devin. You know, oh, it's great to see you. Blah 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 blah. Uh, and then we get Nani speaking with Laurel and it was a very kind of an emotional scene where she was talking about why she's doing the season. And we hear uh, how her mother passed away and she's doing it. So first we STP would like to say RIP to Nani senior. Um, You know, it's tough to see, but it's, 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 it's good to see Nani still doing it and doing it for her Uh, means a lot. Uh, And it shows how much of an impact the challenge had on her and also her family as well. So pretty cool to see that. Uh, and that kind of transitions into Tori kind of talking about her past as well, uh, talking about uh, Jordan, uh, which is kind of crazy that, you know, I feel like 
I remember like yesterday, Jordan proposing to her after the elimination. And, you know, they haven't been together. Hell, they haven't seen each other in a year and a half. Like that is crazy. Uh, so I don't know if you guys have any opinions of that, uh, the whole Tory and Jordan situation. I, I thought the exact same as you. Like I would not have guessed that it was a year and a half. Like I just feel like it was sooner than that. And I don't know if the challenge has just totally messed with my whole concept of time or the pandemic or what, but if you would ask me how long they would have been broken up, I probably would have said six months. So I was shocked by that too. It also is going to make for a great next couple episodes, especially obviously we'll get into that, but based on who comes back at the end of the episode. I just wish he said like, why the red face Tori or something at the end. And that would have been awesome. Alex, anything? No, I, I agree. I think maybe it's weird this season because I think the gap has just been so long between the last season where I feel like the past five seasons, it's like two month gap, pump out the next one. Whereas this one, we had like eight, nine months. And so it really does seem like just a couple seasons ago, uh, Jordan was, you know, sending all those clowns home and, and getting on a knee to Tory, And now he's back. And this was, this was a, a rare example of challenge foreshadowing early on in the episode that I think they needed. Like, I think they needed to plant the seed, even though we all know Jordan's coming, but we needed to see since he was coming at the end of this episode, we needed to see Tory talk to somebody about that and say like, you know, to Devin, I think it was early on, like, you know, Jordan and I haven't seen each other. This has been a struggle for me. Like I'm going through all these emotions. Like we needed that moment to prepare us for the end of the episode. Uh, one thing I'll say, and I don't know your opinion, and I would love to hear it from both of you guys. We've kind of hinted at a lot of foreshadowing tonight, but also this season. Personally, I think it would have been so much better if they would have just given us the cast list without Bananas, without Jordan, without Darrell, and without these other characters. Like, don't you think that would have been such, like, if we would have just, like, saw the cast list, no Bananas, no anybody. <laughs> Jesus, Mikey the Doctor. Um, do you think that would have been better? I, I do. That would have been great. Like, if they could have somehow kept it all under wraps, and then we are viewing this for the first time, too, that would have been nuts. But, but do you think it would have been you think it would have been too hard? Like, I mean, let's be let's be real. You show that initial cast list without bananas, without Jordan, without Darrell. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else I'm missing, Anissa. Um <laughs> does that like it's, would we even tune in? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they're, they're the draw. Like, I mean, we would obviously, but I'm saying like the general population, they're like this show sucks. Why would I watch it? There's no face to, there's no CT, there's no bananas, there's no whatever. Now, let me, don't get me wrong. After you see bananas after the first EP, we're like, okay, maybe there's some more twists coming. Maybe CT's coming, maybe this or whatever. Like, I don't know. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I think ideally that's what they would do is they wouldn't say who's coming, these big names, and it would just be a, it happens this week, everybody goes nuts, and then they're like fully integrated into the season. But I think, like you said, the cast without them is just not that strong. There's just not that many heavy hitters outside of them. Like, I don't think anybody who besides the teams that they're bringing on has even won before. I guess Laurel has won. Um, but, like, just to have a cast without those names is really just bare. And I feel like no, it, also, it also, too, might be influenced by, like, just the 
kind of social media age that we live in. Like nowadays, like when a challenge comes out, they're hyping it up on Twitter. They have all these like extra videos and everything. So if they have a team that's coming into the season, they want people to know. They don't want it to be a surprise. They want to advertise it, tweet it, post about it, all that stuff. So it's kind of a victim of like a few different things, I feel like. No, yeah, absolutely. So after that, we go straight into the challenge. Um, This challenge, very straightforward. Running off a platform, diving into the water, climbing up a ladder, jumping onto another platform, and just kind of doing a little balancing act. What do we think about this challenge? I kind of liked it. I was surprised how many teams failed this challenge. I didn't think it was that difficult, but I mean, it was, it, it wasn't just girls falling. It was guys falling. It was all over the place. Like it was bad. Uh, I think like, I mean, how many teams, how many teams do we even have? Nine, eight? The nines, eights of the world. Oh, t- how many teams do we have on, on the season right now? Yeah, I, mean, I, uh, I think it's like I think it's like thirteen wait. still. Yeah, because our power rankings went. No, 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 no. Like nine, eight fell into the water. Oh, yes. Out of Ish. that, yeah. Because I, I think I think four total teams made it, so probably yeah, nine or ten fell. God, that's crazy. So, what, what did you guys think? Um, we'll start with Alex this time of the challenge itself. I I liked it. I mean, it was just a classic one of those where. We and we'll get into everything that happened, but like you see two, three teams do it, and it's just taking a long time. And you know that soon after we come back from commercial, they're going to start the soundtrack, they're going to show the montage of people failing, falling in because they just like simply can't squeeze in all 12, 13 teams in an episode, uh, giving them all that time. But I liked it. I thought it at first, I did think it looked pretty easy, but then I think what like even the teams that did complete it, it looked kind of difficult for them. And I think it's that main like tipping point when you get all the platform is like tipped all the way down and you just have to like hang on the rope and like pull up while your partner's also centering it out. So, I mean, I feel like there's just a few different tough aspects of it, but it's just the classic, like a few teams do it. Everybody else falls. Let's speed up the episode. Yeah. Andy. Well, I don't know if I've ever seen a challenge where there's some sort of contraption hanging over water and they have to jump around. So that's the first time I can ever think about that on the challenge. So it was interesting to see them mix them up in that aspect. What I did really like about this challenge is it's, and this is what I think is the beauty of like dailies in my mind is athleticism, but very obscure athleticism. Like, this didn't take just running over someone or didn't take being really fast. Like this takes like being able to have upper body strength, have balance, have communication with your team member. Like it takes like I bulge at challenges where like you cannot prepare for this. You know what I mean? It's just like some people have that athleticism in them. Some people don't. And I think that's where like bananas thrives. Like bananas is like, the best athlete who's not like a sport athlete, if that makes sense. And like, obviously he came away with it today. Yeah. I think, or I was going to ask this question to you guys. Did you think, or do you think 
they just reuse the same Andy brought it up like they're just slapping spray paint on it or new challenge logos on this and they're like all right guys this was used for season 28 29 30 31 hopefully it doesn't break hopefully we can go in you know not getting you think it's the same stuff it's gotta be right i hope bme's not paying for that like the, at the end of the day like my question would be is like who's paying for this shit like how expensive this would be but all right so going into the challenge the first group that goes horcrux and olivia Trev, uh, Trev, you're you're skipping the one thing that happened before the challenge what do you mm-hmm. mean nobody went mm-hmm. over anything nam and emmy are gone who Nam and Emmy weren't on. Who is Emmy and who Nam was not on the season? I'm an alien. (laughs) Is this the quickest we've ever brought a team on the show and then they're gone just like that? I mean, it was like the span of less than one episode. Stop, stop. We're not bringing this up. You're lying. They were not on the season. Why are you fucking around right now? Seriously. So, like I said, the challenge itself. But seriously, how is Nam. Has he gone home three times now from lack of partners? Or is it twice? Didn't he go home with Lolo? He went home with Lolo. He went home last season, and he went home this season. Why do you Wasn't go home last season very obscure? I, I don't think they told Injury? us. Injury? Last season, I think Nam got COVID. But I think it was before all the teams were formed. So I think it was him, not a partner. Adam Minos brings up a great point. Nam's biggest contribution in three seasons is finding Bananas Laundry. And if those of you guys don't know, on Bananas Podcast, will with Ben Bill Simmons, I was about to say Ben Simmons, with Bill Simmons, Nam spoiled the Bananas reunion on the, the show uh, because he brought the, the his underwear by accident with the giant Bananas name on it. Kind of smirk. Uh, but uh, yeah, I do see the questions in the chat. I was keeping a word count on Nam. And I was literally just like this as much as I could. It was a lot. I I had it at either 30 or 40. <laughs> I, know was, I know it was a divisible of 10 because I was literally counting on my fingers. But I think it was 30, bringing his total for this season to 46 or 56 words, which is just impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean – Two episodes. In all seriousness, has he been on for 20 episodes yet, you think, total? Uh, Probably a little less. So if well, we, let's just put him at – go ahead. I would guess like 16. So 16 episodes. Do you think he's at 150 words? Probably. Yeah. But because I think it's – I think the season breakdown is this season where he had, what, 40, 50 words, depending on the on the finger count. Last season, where I think the word count last season, we got to get our fact check department on this. I think it was literally zero. Not a single word spoken by Nam last season. But I think the season before that with Lolo, he did last like nine or ten episodes. Now, granted, he wasn't doing a lot, but he did like get in fights with her because she's a lunatic and all that stuff. So, like, I think early on in that season, he probably stockpiled a couple dozen words and then add on, you know, the ones that we had this season. So I just don't know if there's a guy in challenge history or girl who has done three seasons and has had as little impact on the show. Like you could even pick somebody who's like done three seasons, lost every time, but like now I'm not even losing. He's not winning. He's doing 
nothing. He's just standing there with his Pikachu face and going home. It's hilarious. Let me let me ask you this: Is Nam the goat of Radar Watch, or no? Because he's just simply not even on. I think it's that Andy. I think he's so far below the radar, like. It's almost like him doing like I'm just picturing like I'm watching the radar or whatever go around and it's very like Top Gun Maverick esque where he's just flying doing the, you know like the course or whatever where he's not even on the radar like Nam, he's insane yeah Nam Nam is that uh that Tony Stell stat line that goes viral every couple years where it's like he played 26 minutes zero from zero from the floor zero rebounds zero assists and like that's just that's just Nam like he's there. He's not there for a long time, but like he's just he's going home. Like when they when they sent Nam and Emmy home tonight, it was just like comical. Like we joke about this and it happened again tonight. I think we missed out on a good opportunity for TJ to kind of go at it about quitters. It's it's so much better when you know when they quit right in front of him. And I think it's a cop out when and don't get me wrong, we don't know the exact reason why. <laughs> We don't know the exact reason why she will, but uh, if it's just because she thought it was too tough or whatever, suck it up and make sure Tej is there. Like, I, I there's nothing better than Tj just like looking at these people saying like, "You're you're quitting on me." Like, I, I think that was a missed opportunity, and we got Nam for a a bullshit little confessional saying, "I'm so mad." The end. <laughs> I'm just saying TJ's kind of gone soft on quitters recently. I'm pretty sure I gave him LVP last season for this exact reason. So I I would love to see somebody be the sacrificial lamb to get him back in his no quitters mindset. God, sounds like it. Did something happen? And I know chat has been going wild tonight, which I love. Uh, did something happen last the CBS series? I did all the teams quit in the final or something. Uh, and I don't know, chat, if you guys want to chime in, if any of you guys watched the CBS one. But I was listening to the bananas with TJ, and he was saying he was disappointed. Like these people had no idea what they signed up for. Teams, I think, quit in the final. Like yeah, there's only two teams that made the final or like finished the final. I well, I think basically from what I've been able to gather on Twitter, I did not watch this that season or anything. Um, is whatever number of finalists made it to the last leg of the final, let's say there were six people, none of them actually finished the final. And I think it might have been like the la- very last thing was like a puzzle and they all timed out or they all quit. And they basically, I think, changed the rules very last minute to say like, Cause I think originally they said you have to finish the final to win. And then literally nobody finished the final. And so they said like, whoever has the best time gets first place or whatever. So gotcha. I think, yeah, I think everybody quit in that one. Gotcha. So maybe Andy's right. Maybe teach is just getting a little soft. I'm just so. saying. All right. So back to the challenge. Horcrux and Olivia go first. They, they put up a really good time, solid time. Everybody's kind of like, Oh God, what's going on? And then we kind of get the classic montage of everybody falling. Um, Sugar, we're going down great. And, you know, we always bring up the negativity, the negatives of MTV. Their soundtrack is always a plus. I have to give it to them. That is one thing they are very strong at. 
Uh, and I mean, you know, Sugar We're Going Down, kudos to that intern who chose that song. It, it brought a smirk to my face. Um, and then we kind of get the goats to come. Bananas then go. They put up a ridiculous time. Uh, and then we're just, you know, we're kind of just all looking at it like, okay, Bananas and Nani, um, they're going to win, blah, blah, blah. TJ's like, okay, congratulations, basically. Not so fast. And then we get Casey and the goat Kenny back, the real Kenny. Watch it. Uh, so, what do we think about bringing them back like this? I, I it was kind of awkward. I felt like um, Alex, Andy, any thoughts? Yeah, I think they must have just didn't, did a quick swift swap with Nam and Amy. Casey and Kenny go home. Nam and Amy come. They leave. Then Casey and Kenny come back. Like I don't know what was going on there. Um, I, I was half expecting Casey to come back with like a different partner for some reason. I think it was because they showed Casey in like the trailer last uh, episode, but you know, Kenny is just this like random brother. So, I mean, good for them. We had them back. So well, they're, they're part of the show now. Yeah. Uh, one thing, and then they obviously go good, solid time. Those teams that finished, do you think Teach said I, I was surprised we didn't get this was the closest challenge of all time within you know three seconds, two seconds of each other? Andy, were you about to say we that? got a taste? We got a taste. Uh, it was three winning teams were within seconds, but then one was significantly better. Yeah, I, I I was I'm always I always love the this was the closest challenge of all time. I mean, we're talking milliseconds. <laughs> Next season, it's gonna be like it was. The, like it's gonna be ridiculous uh but like we talked about the goats bananas nani banani picking up the dub are we surprised no alex andy anything else with this challenge just feels good to see them win yeah good challenge i think i would have smoked it do you think head to head i think i asked this question last week head to head andy versus alex who wins I would say in what, but the answer doesn't change. God. All right. Andy feeling confident. Sounds like Andy's 2-0 on challenges. But, but Trev, but Trev I, I'm an introvert. And, and I'm what about with your significant others as partners? Ooh, we'll get into that. Do marauders climb that fast? I know they're good with farmers, but I don't know climbing. God. The, the losing streak continues for Nelly T. Yeah, Scuba Nelly, I mean, go. Uh, I mean, this streak, I just hope, here's the thing. They brought up the streak, stolen from us. What else is new? I hope they don't abuse it. We don't need it every single challenge to be brought up. Yeah. Um, I just think that gets repetitive and boring. Uh, so, like I said, I hope they kind of eat, just, just simmer down MTV just a little. Was that was that Andy's prop? The Nelly, yes. the Nelly T challenge wins. Okay. I, what? Here's, go ahead. We'll have to figure out some sort of thing to do to celebrate it on the podcast if he does break the streak this season. Or I think season. we. I, I, okay, so I think what we need to do, we all need to go to the like go to a store get a champagne a bottle of champagne and we pop it so we literally just have a champagne bottle ready to go i think that's what we have to do right 
who says no. Well, I, I think the only thing that I could say for that is who's paying for this shit? God. <laughs> Adamitos might be paying for it. Um, I, would, I, I don't want to like keep harping on Nelly T, but like this thought did just come across my mind. <laughs> What's it going to take for him to win? Because it's not going to be a challenge that's overly athletic. It's not going to be a challenge that's overly mental. So, like, is it just going to be like some completely random daily that he just that just falls into his lap? Like, seriously, it's got to be. I I feel like it would be something in the eight to nine teams left range, and you know three teams lose the first phase of the mini race. So like he already boosts his odds there. And then it's like semi weight lit. Like, like he can use his strength. I, it, it's going to take a lot. Obviously it's taken him this fucking long. Well, the way I'm looking at the season, I don't think he's going to get it now. I don't think he's going to get it this season. I kind of want to go with the under, Trev. I know, and I took the over at the start, but now that I'm kind of seeing how this game's played out, I don't like him winning, I think. Seriously, what could he like? I love him. Nelly T's awesome, but what is he good at? Like, the thing is, I'm thinking even for, like, next season, if we do a season like Betts versus Rookie, straight up, like, 12v12, I don't think he would win a daily still. Like, I think they would like, it'd be like ruins. It would just be like a mess. And he would just like screw up by accident and not win. But, you know, Nelly T, there's not much else to say. Like he is just, he's, he's, he's living in a different world. He's awesome. Like scuba Nelly, uh, working on his, um, swimming. He said, um, God, some of those dives that were going in kind of smirk. I mean, him jumping in cannonball uh turbo doing a, a flip very jordan-esque uh maybe a little foreshadowing there as well uh but you know it, it, it was a fun challenge like we talked about so so moving back to the house uh we kind of get the first confrontation between nani and turbo and turbo is just out of control and i know there's a language barrier to an extent but, like, Nani's just trying to have a civil conversation. It's not like she's doing anything crazy. Like, she's just like, Andy, listen to me. This is what I'm saying. Like, No, no, no. That. You don't talk to me. I don't listen. Yeah, it's crazy. No, no, like, no. I don't listen to you. God. So, Alex, anything anything uh, we want to talk about the Nani versus Turbo situation? I'm, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm personally counting this as a Nani blow-up. I know she wasn't drawn to tears for it. She was raising her voice. She was getting in the face of a fellow challenger. How is that not a Nani blow up? I need we'll her to be chat. like, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it up to the chat. I think a Nani blow up is her being like, why are you coming for my sis? You know, like when she was bitching about, you know, throwing her sister in and stuff like that. Like I thought we were friends. Like if, if Michelle and we'll go into the deliberation, if Michelle and Nani were flipped, that would be more of a blow up. Agreed. Yeah. I I get I get where Alex is coming from, but like you can just like think in your head of what Nani could have done in this situation. And I don't I, I do think she handled it very like maturely and well as opposed to blowing up. 
Mm-hmm. So, chat, does this count as a blow-up? And how many blow-ups was your over-under? I think it was two and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'm not counting this. No chance. Okay. Okay. I'm not. But chat can. Chat, will you side with Alex or will you side with Trev and Andy? We'll see where the loyalties lie tonight. Um, the Alliance. God. Uh, All right, so who were who the four teams they, they picked to go into uh, elimination? Turbo, Michelle and Jay, Horcrux and Olivia, and uh, Johnny and the guy who Raven. won last. Raven. Raven, Johnny and Raven, yes. Those, those were the... And I thought that was, now that we're going into elimination... I thought that was a Raven Simone. I thought that was a oh, very I thought, I thought you meant Simone. <laughs> Raven Simone on the record. Oh. So, All right, so I I thought the Manas and Nani strategy of picking those four teams was very smart, and obviously it played out perfectly for them. Where it was basically like, let's pick one team that we actually want to get rid of: Turbo and Tamara. And then for the other three teams, let's pick an alliance. Let's pick a trio of like very close teams, teams that are working together. And kind of their starting point for that was Johnny and Raven. They were the team that won last week, even though people forget Banani wasn't even there when Johnny and Raven won last week. But it's like Johnny and Raven won last week. They were, you know, calling out all the vets and all that. So it's like, let's start with them. Who are the two teams that they're working the most closely with? And let's basically throw one team to the side, like Turbo and Tamara. Let's pit the other three teams against each other. I think it was just a classic, like, for Banani to not even have seen the format up close and personal last week to, like, understanding it perfectly, knowing exactly what to do. That's just, like, two veterans playing the strategic game perfectly, I thought. I, I agree. The one thing that just was top of mind for me when they started figuring out this plan, first off, perfect plan, like ex- makes 100% sense across the board. And the one thing I kept thinking about is my LVP for last EP, rookies. Oh, yeah, rookies are going to run the show. No, you're not. Sit down. You had one episode where you won a daily and you think you're the big dogs. Vets run this show, let alone when Johnny Bananas pops in. So, like, it literally took less than two episodes for that whole, oh, rookies aren't going to back down. Rookies are going to be the ones running this show to just immediately get blown up. Welcome to the challenge. Yeah, I mean, and that's the problem. Pulling that move so early as they did last week, it's just – it doesn't work. Uh, and, you know, it, especially this game, uh, this season, especially, you, you show your cards. Like, I mean, you you are throwing four teams in, which is bananas, Johnny. So it's just insane. Um, so, like we said, those four teams go. Turbo kind of gets um, – he storms out of the deliberation. It's a pretty easy decision. We kind of all know where this is actually going. And then we go to L Club um, or the club. Sure. And, you know, chalk it up two for two. Love to see that. Uh, and we get to see uh, Laurel and Horacio, Horcrux, 
a little make love or like not make love. Sorry. You know, a little spit in game. What, what do we think about this? I kind of, I thought that was kind of did not see that coming. Uh, Andy, any thoughts on those two? Yeah, I, I definitely didn't see it coming either, but I also just feel like I'd never really anticipate Laurel to be very gung ho about guys, even though her track record would say like the exact opposite. Like, I feel like this is Laurel's kind of MO of like finding a guy that she thinks is attractive. Horcrux, not a bad looking dude. And she just like bird dogs him, goes straight up to him. And it kind of worked out perfectly for him because he seems like he actually is an introvert and is a shy guy, says. So I think it was like, it made sense, but I wasn't surprised. I like, I, I was surprised by it, but it was still just like, all right, this is kind of her move. Very like West trying to round up the rookies, Laurel trying to round up an unexpected guy. Or girl. Yeah. Alex, so we were basically talking about the club, um, uh, Horcrux and Laurel. Any thoughts on that? Well, going off of Andy's point, I just wanted to do a quick little one by one, if we could, of everybody that Laurel's gone for. Ooh. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but in Fresh Meat 2, Laurel's rookie season, weren't her and Pete a thing for a little bit? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Well, I think if you go even before that, I think there's some guy named Wes's partner or something. Right? Laurel Try. came on Fresh Meat 2. What? Laurel came on Fresh Meat 2. I know. Her Did and Kenny were never a thing, right? No. I thought you tried going for her. No, they no, they were just professionals. Yeah. Kenny said, I'll take the tall chick in the back. I think I think Laurel and Pete. Well, had I'm, a thinking, I'm thinking Teresa, classic mix up. Yeah, that was when Teresa tried getting with Kenny. Kenny shooed her away and then she ran over that ginger. Yeah, yeah. For some reason I thought that was Laurel. Sorry. So then I, I think I think her next one after that would have been because I think nobody on cutthroat. Yeah. Rivals was Laurel and CT. That was a very popular one. I mean, can you imagine that team on a Rivals or X's team? Give them the could check you now. Could you, uh, could you imagine their kids? After, give the kids the check, too. After that, I think she went for Jordan, Wait, obviously. Didn't a kid win the challenge a few years ago or finish in third or second? No, Melissa's kid ran the final because he was in her stomach. because she Well, was not playing. really – well, the kid didn't run, but she's kind of just chilling, probably. <laughs> All right, so she goes for Jordan. I think she goes for Nicole when she comes back for Invasion or whatever. She goes now, I think, to uh, – what's his name? Horatio. So I think she's got a good little track record there. You say Jordan? Yeah, Jordan. Well, uh... That was before you cut me off. Yeah. <laughs> me and, cutting and off? That's so nice. Am I crazy in thinking that Fezzy was kind of flirting around with that? I think that was on the preview. Because I don't I think that was like a season or two ago. I don't think they've done a season together before. Laurel and Fezzy? Yeah. No, I don't think they've done a season. Her I last season was. Her Laurel's last season away for a while. She did go yeah. for Bear. That's the one we're missing, I think. McCord pointed that out. Yes. What's he up to these days? 
right, so, let's, let's get oh, into the elimination. Let's get back on track. All right, so the elimination. Uh, like we said, no surprise. Turbo uh, gets voted in. Um, and then we go down to the swords, and Jay and Michelle draw the safe one. And now this is what Banana said. Time to show their cards. Where do their loyalties lie? And sure enough, they decide to choose Johnny and Raven. So, no surprise. That's the team, right? Yep, that's who they saved. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the way Andy looked, I was like, is he fucking with me or something? Um, Raven Simone. So let me let me ask you guys a question here in terms of the draw and strategy and all of that. I was thinking this tonight, and we obviously saw the same thing happen last week where it's basically the third out of three teams is the one who draws the safe card. So let's say tonight, put yourself in Jay's shoes. You're the third team standing there, and the first team, Horatio and Olivia, draw a blank dagger. Yeah. Why would you not look to the team next to you and say, hey, if you save me, I save you? Because at that point, the first team is screwed. They're, they didn't save themselves. They drew a blank dagger. You know that you have a 50-50 shot. So why wouldn't you just turn to the team right next to you and say, hey, let's increase all of our odds to 100%. Shake my hand right now. Agree to whatever. If you pull it, you save me. If you don't pull it and then I pull it, I save you. That's just, I think, the way to go if you're the second or third team there and the first team is pulls a blank. Absolutely. Very Mario Party-esque with the, the what is it, the, the beehive going around when it's always you and four people. You're like, you, you can either do one or two and you're trying to kill somebody and it's you might as well do that and battle it out. That's the vibe I got. Uh, but yeah, Alex, I agree. But it also shows, I mean, I guess in the end, it doesn't really matter. It's just showing your alliance. Um, you know, if you keep your mouth shut, flip side, Johnny and Raven, you're not playing a card. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think Mikey, the doctor just answered it. 95% of these people don't have brains. I mean, it makes sense. And you could kind of tell even when, like before they went down, when Johnny and Olivia were yucking it up and Jay was getting very paranoid that they were striking a deal. Even if deals are made before that, if you are those last two and that second person drawing guarantees that you're both safe, it doesn't matter what deals you have in my mind. Like at that point you take it and you run with it and you say, let's just get out of here. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's part of why I like the draw so much when they did it in dirty 30 and hopefully it comes to fruition kind of with this season too, is that, you know, you, it, this is the exact format where it's like you can make promises, but you can just get rid of those promises. Like if, you, if you're one of the, the three teams in this case, why not just promise both teams, hey, I'm going to save you if I draw it. And then, you know, if they draw it and they save you, and if you draw it, you actually have to make a decision, screw one of them over, but at the end of the day, you're safe. So it is the ultimate like lying about what you say you're going to do versus what you actually do game. Absolutely. Uh, and, and but like, one thing, Adam Mitos did just bring up the scene where Michelle called Jay a dog. Like, one, that was – she took that very far in my mind, and you literally fast-forward to, like, after the commercial, and it was the exact opposite, where she said, Jay's my ride or die. I'm going to do whatever he wants. And it's just like, okay. So everything you just said there was just, like, for show, to say that Jay is going to be your dog, and then – He's going to call the shots and you're going to go with his decisions. Like you're the dog. 
flip counter argument. I agree with Mikey the doctor with his last statement, Andy. And I don't know if you want to read that out loud. I I ain't mad at that. God, smirk. So elimination, we finally get Turbo versus Horcrux. Uh, and it's just a good old-fashioned memory game. Uh, that's all it is. It's basically you just running over to the giant board, flipping over a piece and uh, trying to match it with another one. Um, if your two pieces don't match, you have to flip them both back over and then you tag your partner and go there. Surprised nobody explained the rules. Very disappointing. I thought with Casey coming back, uh, we'd have a nice opportunity there. But, uh, you know, we live and we learn. So um, what do we think about this elimination? I thought it was all right. Uh, just a classic puzzle. You know, I'm, I'm I, uh, already we're, we're getting a little puzzle hunt. Uh, puzzle happy right now and I'm, I'm not a huge fan but uh it was all right something different that we haven't seen in a while um andy thoughts i just don't like eliminations where the rest of the cast can impact what happens i just don't sorry am i happy with how this ended up yes i wanted turbo gone he's an absolute lunatic but i just don't like it and like we saw it with wes helping d out in a elimination way back in the day like talking about which seasons came when and this was literally like 10 people against two and i get it and i get that part of the game is having a social game and like having friends in the house like i totally understand that but in my mind an elimination is between two teams that's it who gets in the house who doesn't because that's when it's like throw out the record books who's going to be the better team today and like you can't convince me that Horcrux and Olivia were genuinely the better team today. You can't. I'm sorry. And it's because of how this elimination was structured. Do we know how many cards they got to? Hmm. I don't remember. My guess would be the five to sevens of the world. Alex? Wait, what do you mean by cards? So, like, how many did they flip over when the game ended? You know, if they went, if Horcrux and Olivia were 12 of 12, got all the matches, were they of like six of 12? Were they at like seven of 12? Were they at four? Like, how close was this elimination? I think it, I think they had basically doubled them. I think. So the five. They finished, they had 12 of 12. Turbo and Tamara had maybe five or six. Um, Yeah. I mean, I mean the, what Andy just said was by far my least favorite part about this elimination and several eliminations that we've seen before. Um, just the fact that it's like their angle, like their little like watching angle that the spectating teams have where they're like above them. They can see the board more clearly than even the challengers can that are doing it. It's just not fun. And obviously we got kind of the outcome that we wanted with turbo going home, but it's just like when, I think it's kind of like the NFL when like, you know, there's a rule that like goes too far and they, it's like, uh, it, it's like a known thing going into the off season where it's like, all right, we have to actually fix this this time. I hope that this is what this is kind of a wake up call to like, we can't keep doing this. And as far as this specific elimination goes, you know, I hated that piece of it. And I also wish there would have been something more of a physical aspect to it. Like, I feel like, We've seen something eliminations like this in the past where it's like, yeah, it's a memory puzzle. You communicate with your teammate, but at the same time, you're carrying like a bag of stones. And each time you get a new thing flipped, you pick up another stone. So it gets heavier and it gets harder, like something like that, where it's like 
it's not just running back and forth. It's like you're actually carrying weight and like tiring yourself out, which I feel like is something that we usually would see in a puzzle elimination like this. Could not agree more. A simple thing you could have done was keep those wetsuits on and just go in an ice bath. The, the one person stays in an ice bath, the other person gets out and runs to it. It reminds me of the one where they have to do the puzzles where they keep their hands in the water for like 60 seconds ago and they're like so numb they can't, you know, twist the knobs and stuff. Like, I, I love that shit. Oh my God. I love that shit. So, yeah, the, the uh, fact that the, the person who wasn't flipping the cards was literally just standing in a box waiting. Like, you could have had them doing something in an ice bath, like picking up weights, whatever. Like, just made it, make it harder than it was tonight. Absolutely. So like we talked about, Horcrux and Olivia picking up the dub over Turbo. Um, Turbo losing his first elimination. I mean, that's something that's not really talked about enough. Like, that was his first elimination ever. Uh, I mean, we can kind of put an asterisk by his first elimination ever. I mean, one of the most famous eliminations was the Nani, him sending Nani home uh, with the duct tape. One of the stupidest eliminations I've ever seen in challenge history. But like we said, Turbo goes home. Uh, and I mean, the house ecstatic could not have been, you know, better. Uh, what is the legacy of Turbo and Tamara? Are we, do we ever want to see them again? Or is, I, I feel like he needs to kind of mellow out before he can even be invited back. Um, thoughts. Don't, don't take it easy. Hope to see you never. Wow. Well, I'm surprised, Andy, because normally you're in for those type of people. You know, like, I know you're always in for, like, Lolo Jones. You're always in for, like, you know, Nam. You're always in for, like, you know, those types of people. So I'm surprised. Like, like the problem with Turbo is, like, even in today, like, we saw a lot of Turbo. But it's not entertaining. Like, he's not a fun guy to watch. Like, he's just annoying as hell for everyone. Like, I couldn't stand trying to have like watch him have a conversation. So like it's it's not enjoyable at all in my mind. See, I kind of I kind of disagree. I think Turbo was insufferable this season. He sucked, he was annoying and all of that. But if you tell me this guy is going to be on next season, I am more inclined to watch it. Like he is that off the radar like he's insane he he can't talk to human beings like in it like i mean obviously tonight he only lasted two episodes for the season but like he's just like so unpredictable and but at the same time very predictable because you know he's like stubborn he's not going to speak straight english to you he's going to get mad if you make any sort of joke bananas i think said early on like he's turbo still hasn't found his sense of humor like he's insane and you know i think it maybe after one more season of turbo i would be like yeah i'm tired of this guy but right now like i kind of want to see more turbo just because he's that much of a fucking lunatic the only way i would want to see turbo again would be rivals four like to see him matched up with the banana or with Devin, like where he is like partner with someone he genuinely doesn't like that's what I, the only way that I would want to see Turbo, like with Tamara or Tamara, whoever it was that he had on, like she didn't do anything. It was just the Turbo show. Like I would want him to see him partnered with somebody where they, as a team, are consistently butting heads, and then I could get behind that. Anything other than that, I'm out. 
Well, you brought up two names, but you didn't even say the best name that he could be partners with. And the biggest missed opportunity of tonight's episode, why would production not step in and do something when you have Jordan coming back tonight? Uh, you know, Rivals 4, Jordan and uh, Turbo, that'd be awesome to see. But coming back to what we said, Turbo goes home. Jordan comes into the house now. I love it. I, I'm i ecstatic. I'm curious. I guess there was some controversy with his partner. Uh, Alex, I know you have a little insight on that. COVID might have been a call, so that's kind of where that person's at now, and they had to fly in a replacement or something. Correct me if I'm wrong. From what I've heard, uh, obviously we know that the team Spoiler. is Jordan and Anissa Pig Roast. And I think on, on paper, it's like that's a very weird team. Those are not ride-or-die people. They're not friends. Um, from what I've heard, Anissa was originally part of like the main cast, like the 14 teams that started, not Bananas and Nani, but the 14 teams that started. And Anissa's ride-or-die, whoever it was, got sent home. So they kind of kept Anissa in purgatory, gave her like an unlimited food supply in the meantime. And then they knew Anissa needed a partner. So they basically kicked her off the cast and then brought in Jordan and said, Hey, we're going to make you guys ride or dies. So I guess that kind of plays into why Jordan showed up tonight alone. Whereas like Banani showed up together last week. Um, so I think at some point Anissa will get like brought back in once she finishes eating. And then that will be like their team is Anissa and Jordan, I guess. Well, they got to go back to Argentina to cut her down first. <laughs> Andy, any thoughts? No. I, I The only thing that stuck out to me was why Anissa wasn't there, but I think Alex cleared that up. Yeah. So yeah let's that was let's focus on the good part. We got Jordan back. Jordan yeah. back. Love to see it. Uh, anything else from tonight's episode? before we go into some segments. I, like we said, I think we all agree tonight was like a fun episode. It was enjoyable. There were moments every so often that we were checking the phone, but uh, pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think, I think you nailed it. It was a, it was a good episode, fun episode. Um, you know, I think there was a lot to recap and I think we did it all. And, you know, I, I think overall a solid EP two. Great EP two. So, <laughs> Three. <laughs> so let's go into some segments tonight. We got this day in challenge history. Uh, don't see Boogie, but last time we said we didn't see Boogie, he Boogie. There's no the way. There's no way. If he shows up, I'm ending the stream. Uh, so Alex, this day in challenge history. Um, what do we got? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, this one is not going to be a trivia question, and you'll, you're going to realize why in a sec. Um, but yeah, this day in challenge history, 16 years ago on the dual one, episode three. <laughs> We've talked about this before in the history of Stir the Pod. The, ep the episode title was Goodbye, Tina and Tyler. <laughs> so wait, who goes home? Take a guess. Uh, CT? What? goodbye tina and tyler like who was in charge of that shit i can't ask a trivia question about that we know who gets sent home <laughs> alex do you have the list of episodes that season 
Yeah, but that, I, I'm, I got to save it for next week, I think. I, 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 well, I don't want it to be like, welcome back, Tina and Tyler. Fair, farewell, so-and-so. <laughs> Goodbye, Ms. Bun- Mr. Bunting. <laughs> I, I guess I guess I might just be reading you guys the episode titles for the next few weeks, and we all just kind of smirk at how stupid it is. I am mad at that. that, that that's fine. <laughs> all right, next segment, we got Radar Watch. I feel like we can go a lot of different directions on this one tonight. Um, Al, who went first last week? I think I did. Does Andy want to go, and then I'll go second, and then you last, and we'll kind of just keep up this transition? Let's do it. All right, Andy. Who's flying under the radar? All right. Well, I genuinely have to look up the cast to get my answer. I have an answer. Who Uh, is it? Describe the person. Oh, yep. I got it. My radar watch is Mariah. Ah, that's a good one. And you might be asking, who? And the answer is Fezzi's partner. She was like in a couple scenes. She said zero words today. I don't know if she's talked at all aside from like, hey, I'm Mariah. So she's like, I kept seeing her and be like, wait a minute, who is that? And I literally had to go look it up. Mariah, Fezzi's partner. That's my radar watch. Good pick. Good pick. My radar watch is analysis. Mm. I mean, who? I haven't even seen her. Did she make it? Like her and Tommy, I don't think made a statement today. There was definitely not one word. Tommy fell during the daily, and I think that was it. But they didn't say it. Right. Yeah. So I'm going. I'm going that. That's a good pick. I'll I'll round us out here. Uh, My radar watch. I'm going Amber B. Ooh. I'm going Amber B or Amber or whatever we're calling her. Um, her, I was going to go Chauncey, her partner, but I think he did sneak in a confessional there late. And yep. so I'll, I'll just go with the other person on that team, Amber. I think she got no confessionals, no airtime. The only time I even remember seeing her on my screen was when they read out who was eliminated or who was in deliberation and they showed Jay and Amber just happened to be like standing right next to him. And I was like, Oh, Am- Amber's still here. Like that was the only thing I remember for Amber tonight. She was just completely flying under the radar. That's a great, great pick. pick. Thank you. Really good pick. All right. So favorite segment of the night, you guys know what it is. A little MVP LDP time. Um, Mikey, the doctor also wants one more segment. Uh, who's Corey's partner? Who is Corey's nope. partner? He's I mean, single now? <laughs> probably so, he's probably got a main, a side ting, and then a couple others too. God. So banana or a bananas. I'm reading from bananas and Mariah. Fuck around. Radar watch. Andy's eyes on that Germany chick. I know Andy is a big German guy. Um, you know, I think it goes all the way back to his Marco Marin days. But um, German you know, messy. Yeah. So, oh, Mikey the doctor, first person. Um, and let me just say, uh, actually, I, I'll say it at the end. Um, but the chat's been on fire today. So fucking yeah. good. Uh, but I'll start it off. MVP, LVP, MVP tonight. 
I think there's only one MVP you can really give, um, and it's Banani. I mean, come on. Welcome back, the GOATs. I mean, you come back into the house, you win the the, the daily, and then you, you already show rookies how the game is played. You basically throw them in and let's see your cards. Let's see who you value the most. And, you know, that that's what kings do in this game. That's what kings do. Bananas has been there for less than 24 hours and already runs the entire house. It's unbelievable. It is crazy. Uh, as Turbo would say, banana. I mean, it, it it's unbelievable. So my MVP tonight is Banani. I ain't mad at that. Yep. Um, my MVP, I'm going to give to Horcrux and Olivia. Ooh. A couple reasons behind it. First off, they were the first team to do the daily, and they beat the daily. Granted, they didn't win the daily, but like of all the teams that did do it, they were the only rookie team. So got to give them some love in that aspect. And anytime you get thrown into elimination and win, granted, they did have a lot of help. They won a day or they completed a daily that was very difficult and they won elimination. And Olivia also had some outfits that's making me think she won this season. So I ain't mad at that at all. She's bringing some heat. So a lot of reasons for me to give my MVP to those two. Wow. Great pick. Uh, Andy, let me ask you this question real quick. Blow me. Um, how many eliminations do they need to win? Or I guess more of Horacio to give him respect and not, and we can end the Horcrux name. I mean, Horcrux is on the right path. God, but I know. I would Some say, <laughs> here's the thing. If he wins one more, if, if he wins one more thing, be it, if he wins a daily or yeah. if he wins an elimination, I think he's earned his pinstripes. So we, we, if he wins one more, either a daily or elimination, we have to drop the Horcrux name. And we're going uh, to we in my it? book. In my book, yes, Horcrux is gone. Set right. six more to go. Or, or do you include a third caveat there, and say if he hooks up with Laurel? Oh, I, I don't have that, that either. That's fire. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. So if he either wins one more elimination, either wins a daily, or hooks up with Laurel, I'll drop the Horcrux nickname, <laughs> even though I think it's Smurf. But uh, Horacio will be his name. I'll, I'll, I'll mess it up eventually again, but deal. Alex, round us out, MVP. My MVP for the night, we've had some good picks so far. I'm just going to go a singular person and go Nani. I think Nani had a very impressive performance tonight, and if you think about her stock in the game, from a week ago, she comes into the game, she wins the first challenge, and she gets Casey back. Like she has a team that is a hundred percent riding for her, as they would say this season. Like she has a lot of good things going for her. Even even like the Michelle thing, she kind of like patched up as best as she could. Like Michelle doesn't seem that she's like even that pissed at Nani. So I think Nani just like and obviously, you know, the all the backstory with her mom and everything. She wanted to come back, she wanted to compete, and for her to come back and win her very first challenge like that's a good thing for nani she obviously has a seven-time champ with her she has casey back 
She doesn't really have anybody plotting against her. Laurel was like very complimentary of her in a lot of her confessionals tonight. So I think Nani is just in a very good place for the game so far. Yeah. And not I to mention she's, she's partnered up with arguably the greatest player of all time. And she's looking pretty bad. Pretty bad, bad. I should say. Sounds bad. All right. Let's reverse this shit. And uh, Alex, LVP. My LVP. Almost a pity LVP. I'm going to throw it to Nam. Just one last time where I can laugh at this guy. I know there's, I know there's some more obvious options here, but just the fact that Nam is like, in, in a weird way, I'm giving him the LVP, but I still like the guy, and he's still his performance tonight still made me laugh because he's just doing nothing. Like this guy is just a joke. Why is he on the show? But at the same time, I want him on the show because it like plays into the joke even more. So I'm just going LVP nom, third or forty words, zero elimination, zero cha- or one challenge competed in, zero one, zero everything like. Nam is just Nam is just um, just terrible person to have on the show, but he's my LVP. Great pick. That's a great pick. I uh, I'm actually shocked that this person didn't fall to me, and I'm very happy because I am very happy to give my LVP vote to Turbo. I just couldn't stand him. I couldn't stand him last EP. I couldn't stand him this EP. Granted, like they didn't show Fez that often tonight, if like at all. But like I felt myself hating Turbo more than Fezzy. And I was like, I don't want this to happen. Like, I'd rather this fool just get off the show. I don't have to worry about him anymore. Like, he's not gonna take away LVP votes from Fezzy anymore. So I was very glad that he got off. I really cannot stand him. And I'm very happy we don't have to watch them at all again. 100% agree, Andy. One thing I would like to say and put the idea out for you guys, and also a couple of our AWLs out there, especially Adam Nito's, what if we were to get a cameo from Turbo, exact same thing as Fezzy saying, hey, my boy Andy thinks he can beat your ass on the challenge. You suck, blah, 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 blah. Can you just talk shit to him for like 60 seconds? Would that just be like off the like? I'm I'm scared. Like you know, Fezzy went on for four minutes. I feel like it could be a sixty minute cameo. <laughs> I don't know. He's just he's a lunatic. I could see him throwing his phone down, and that's what we see. We see him talking for a bit and then throwing his phone out the window. I think that would be great entertainment. Uh, I we'll have to check the cameo store to see if that's even an option. Uh, I think Alex might be pulling that up right now over $150. If he's on there, I'd take the over on that, but uh, you know, I think that'd be entertaining. I think that'd be great stuff for us. So I'll round us out LVP tonight. My LVP tonight is going to be production. And there's a lot of reasons why I'm going production here. You think that's a crazy pick? I want to hear your reasons because you were just I, blowing them about the soundtrack 30 minutes ago. 
Yeah, soundtrack, one thing. Okay. Why I, I hate it is you have the opportunity with Jordan tonight to have him clash with Turbo. You basically have a puzzle and elimination that we've talked about. We don't need more puzzles. We want a headbanger. We have production literally bringing in characters left and right, just out of the game, out of the blue. It's not sustainable. Um, and I just think there's just so many missed opportunities. I mean, I can keep going on 90-minute episodes. Um, the only strong suit that I'd give them is the soundtrack. Besides that, it's their shit. <laughs> so uh, I, I just thought tonight episode, like a, a great opportunity where you could have had Turbo and Jordan. If, if you knew that was going down, like if you knew Jordan was in, why would you not bring him in the same time you brought Casey in? And just have him watch or whatever. Just just throw him in the house. He doesn't even need to compete. Say he is off limits, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I feel like that was a missed opportunity by production. I think Turbo honestly might have committed murder on, on the TV. So, um, yeah, just production. Uh, I could have went a different um, other directions. I was thinking of Adam Mito's boy. Uh, uh, yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, could, I was thinking Adam Eatos' boy, Scott Yeager, that Derek dude or whatever. Um, I was thinking uh, another LVP tonight could be Jay. I think Jay is in a very bad spot, and he showed his cards. And who who's back? Who who has his back, honestly, except Johnny? <coughs> not bananas. And I, not, yeah, I, I was thinking honorable mention – Johnny and Raven, um, just because they they said it tonight, like they made their they made their bed last week, and now they're probably going to have to lie in it pretty soon. Now that they kind of have a lot of the vets going for them, and really all they can do at this point is win. There's a lot of rook- I feel like there's still a lot of rookies, but they haven't really realized that they need to band together, which is always like the classic rookie dilemma. And so if they don't realize that soon, then I feel like Johnny is just going to keep being a big target for everybody. Yep. I did have, um, as an LVP honorable mention us, because this season is going long boys. Like I I'm the fact that they keep bringing people in, like kicking someone off, bringing someone in, like bring kicking someone off, bringing someone in, like buckle up because we're going past March madness. Like we are going to be in for it. That's I did. I, when Jordan got brought out, I was obviously very excited, but the thought just came to me just like, Oh my God, we are going to be doing this forever. So I did have that as an LVP honorable mention and then MVP honorable mention. We've talked about it. Got to give an honorable mention to the chat. Chat's been on fire tonight. So have to at least show some love and honorable mentions. Yeah, honestly, I mean, the chat tonight, Jesse Adams, Ryan McCord, the OGs, love you guys, love by you. Uh, I'm trying to think, Mikey the Doctor was in the chat, some Adam Meadows guy was in the chat, um, you know, this is why we do it, we love you guys. Uh, Ryan McCord always wants me to say, Laurel's partner, um, who is Laurel's partner? It's not Jacques or Jacques or whatever, so. Yeah, it's Jacques. 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 It's like I, I, I like Jacques better. I, I still think the correct pronunciation is Yak. See, I don't like that. It just gives me vibes of 
you know, like that Vine kid that gets hit in the head with the ball, and he's like, yeah, like, you you know, like the neon shirt kid. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Kind of. That's yeah. That's the vibe I get. I don't know. That's just me. Uh, do Mikey the Doctor, do we think Darrell comes next week or in two weeks? Um, I think two Mike, weeks. Yeah, I think it's two weeks. Uh, also, I want to pose this question out to you guys, and then we can wrap this up. Last thing. If we're sitting at, you know, let's just use our 22 episodes that we're going through or whatever, 20 episodes, 22 episodes, whatever. Will we get the famous to be continued episode this season? Yes. One yeah. or twice? I hope once. I, I hope think once. I think once. God, I kind of smirk at it depending on how you do it. But I don't know. That just brought, you know, I was, I don't know why I thought that, but uh, one, anything else? One last thing is just a thank you to all of our listeners and followers. Tonight we got to uh, 1,500 followers on Twitter. So it's been a journey. We've had a lot of seasons, a lot of recaps. So just a big thank, thanks to all the AWLs out there. You guys are the real MVPs. You know, I don't know how many I got left in me, Teach, but you know, <laughs> we're and still. It's- Hundred percent free all the time. Hundred percent free. We'll never go to Cameo, Venmo, or whatever. Uh, what are Patreon. they even on? Patreon. Patreon. How much? Yeah, how much just, does that one podcast cost now? Uh, you can I think pay it's like I think it's like sixty bucks a month, and you get a little phone car phone call from Derek and like a sticker from that Jaeger guy, like with like Mark Long's face on it. But it's really worth the money, I would say. I just want to know, like, when you buy that T-shirt of, like, Mark Long in, like, an Easter Bunny costume, like, like I'm just, like, picturing, like, me coming home or, like, I'll picture you guys, like, you walk into your house or whatever and you, your, your parents or whoever sees that or your loved ones or even your kids and they're just, like, Dad, like, what the fuck are you wearing? Like, I mean, like, that's got to be, like, I, I would I would pay Six, what is it? $16. And how much is the actual subscription? A lot. Let's say it's $100. I'd pay $100 to see how many t shirts, how many Easter Bunny t shirts by Mark Long in it uh, were sold. I guarantee the over under is two and a half. And it was probably his family, all three. <laughs> like, that shit is hilarious. I mean, you could literally get like Netflix, Hulu. Paramount Plus and Peacock for less than listening to Derek and that Jaeger guy. (laughs) That's not true. They actually charge for that shit. God, I mean, at the end of the day, the number one question we got to be asking ourselves is when we look around and we see people paying this much money, the question we literally have to ask ourselves is who's paying for this shit? Like, who are these listeners? They are insane. They are literally, I know we joke around by it, but it's literally, they're, they're just doing this shit. Like, it is just unbelievable. Uh, Mikey the Doctor, I don't think there's a Fezzy t-shirt. Maybe we should make some merch uh, and make a Fezzy t-shirt of like, I'm thinking of almost like a, a Creed in honor of like Creed 3 coming out, like a boxing one where, you know, you're facing off and we'll we'll get Andy like a picture like this and we'll have Fezzy on the other side. Like, I feel like that'd be a good uh, little t-shirt to have. 
But uh, anything else? But we all, but also, guys, remember we got to save up. Uh, we are sending Andy to Polly's and Polly and Cars Extravaganza this uh, spring. So that's that's a small cost of five thousand uh, dollars. So nothing too crazy. God, so anything right. else? Anything else tonight? Good. I'm good. I'm good. good. Well, thank you guys for listening to a brand new Stir the Pod podcast show. I'm your host, Trevor. You can follow us on Twitter at Stir the Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Stir underscore the underscore pod. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Shout out to Alfie. <gasps> Bye-bye. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>